Joining me right now is UFC welterweight Zach Otto. What's going on, Zach? Not much, man. Just training. You know how it is. Of course, man. Um, your last fight, it was in your hometown. You got the victory over Dwight Grant. You have been involved in a few close decisions in the past, going both ways. What was it like, you know, when they are reading out the judges' scorecards and you know it's going to be a split decision? Um, well, you know, when you're in there, it's hard to gauge exactly how the fight is going. Um, if I'm not dominating, then I kind of feel like I might even be losing, you know. So um, there was a, a couple of split decisions I had there where I felt really confident. Um, I mean, if you look at the stats and everything, like when I fought Berkman or Kunamoto, um, I was I was pretty surprised when I started to hear uh, the cards being read off like a split decision. I thought Kunamoto, it was a clear two rounds to one, and uh, so 29-28. Um, across the board is what I was expecting. Um, you know, when you start to hear the cards being read off and you, you don't know who the winner's going to be, it's kind of like, what the hell's going on? You know, like I, I thought I clearly won that fight. Um, this last one was different though. You know, the, the Sergio fight, uh, down in Brazil. And then this one, this one too, um, I could see how they could go either way, uh, down in Brazil. I didn't get that one, uh, you know, went to my opponent and now in Milwaukee, uh, this one came to me. So, um, you know, it, it's frustrating, uh, but you, you're fighting some of the best guys in the world and, you know, you're just trying to win some rounds and, and, uh, figure out, you know, how to capitalize each round on, on these people. And then next thing you know, you know, the fight's done and you leave it all out there and then, uh, that's all you can do about it. So, um, I'm just happy to get this last one, uh, get a win here and then now, get on a roll with this with the next one yeah a lot of people you know fans they kind of focus a lot more on the physical aspect of the sport but going through those decisions must must be really mentally draining does that have an effect on you uh no i mean it's not it's actually built some mental confidence you know now you know having over an hour inside the octagon now it really gives me a lot of confidence uh moving forward and just comfortability being in there I know that, uh, you know, with these other great athletes, great fighters, um, you know, I can win minutes on the clock. And, uh, you know, I've been in fights where there's stand-up grappling, you know, everything. Uh, I've lost rounds and come back to win rounds. And all those ups and downs and adversity that you got to deal with and stuff. And if you're, if you're just going in there and just throwing down and, you, you know, you'll see a lot of people get to the UFC and they haven't been outside the first round yet in their in their mma career and then now they start to get in some deep water in the ufc that's not when you want to be going through those experiences for your first time so um it, it's a good thing i think early on to have a lot of you know time in there and uh now i'm ready to get back to uh you know finishing these opponents like i did on the regional level definitely uh, going back to the sergio fight you know you see a brazil recently some guys went down there, you know, and fought, and you know the decision didn't go their way either. You, do you have you have a close experience with that? When you guys see when you see things like that happening continuously, what is your feelings on that? Um, you know, I don't think it has anything to do with like judges being corrupt or anything. What I think it has to do with is just the energy in the crowd. Mm -hmm. You can't help but have that influence the judge. Um, say 
you know, Sergio Morais and I, we get into an exchange and I land a punch, the crowd doesn't react. And then the judge almost wonders, did that even land? How clean did that land? But then Sergio might throw some punches. Nothing lands cleanly, but the whole crowd reacts and, you know, cheers. It, it makes it seem like, oh, you know, something landed there. And so it kind of over the course of a round can kind of sway your judgment, I feel. And so I feel like it's more the crowd energy playing into that and kind of manipulating a little bit, you know, what the judges see and don't see. So to fix this problem, should the judges be outside of the arena, do you think? That's not a bad idea. Um, yeah, I'm not really sure how you fix it. You know, we, for me, it all it came back around for me. You know, mm -hmm. I fought in Milwaukee, out on my side, so I've I've been on the bad side of it. I've been on the good side of it. You know, you just the best thing you can do is not leave it to the judges' scorecards. You know, not have close fights, finish your fight, and then you don't have to worry about that. So, well, let's talk about your next fight, March 9th. You're gonna take on Alex Morono now. This guy is a guy that you want to fight. And usually when you call out guys, it doesn't work out that way, but it's worked out for you. So why does this fight intrigue you so much? It didn't work out for a while, but they finally listened. and made. <laughs> well, you know, he was calling me out too, so it was kind of, we both wanted it. And uh, nothing personal. I don't know the guy. I've never trained with him, never met him. But I think just on paper, um, it you know, it makes sense. Uh, we're both going into our eighth UFC fight with uh, four wins inside inside the UFC and a lot of other similarities. Um, you know, he's a pretty well-rounded guy, and he's not – and nobody's easy at this level, uh, especially not this guy for sure. But um, I just think that wherever the fight goes, I'll be better. And, uh, you know, if it's a kickboxing match, if it was a wrestling match, if it was a jiu-jitsu match, I feel like I could beat him in all those categories. And uh, – you know, I feel like this is a guy that I can really control where I take the fight. I can take it wherever I need to. Uh, there was other fights I've had in the UFC that somebody was really good in one area. And so then it kind of limited me as a fighter as far as where I wanted to fight. Um, you know, if somebody's a three-time jiu-jitsu world champion, I'm not going to be wanting to take him down like crazy. Um, you know, I want to try to keep it standing. So, but then you kind of you kind of, uh, you know, put yourself in a little box as far as what you can do. So um, I, I like the Alex Morono fight because I feel like I can just free myself up, free my game up, and I can take the fight wherever I want to and, and mix up all the different disciplines. What challenges does Alex pose for you, though? <sighs> uh, you know, he's got some things that he does pretty well, um, some stuff in the stand-up and... Uh, you know, he's got some really good front chokes, some good guillotines and stuff like that that he's caught people with before that, uh, you know, even down on the regional level, um, maybe, you know, losing some rounds or losing the fight. And then, you know, he's able to get a choke and stuff. So um, he's got some slick submissions and stuff. Uh, I don't know. I think, you know, he wings shots and stuff like that. But I think it's too sloppy to the point where it's losing power. I don't think he's got the power to put me down. Um, he puts out some decent volume. You know, so definitely got to come in shape. Um, but I, I really like the matchup. I feel like I have the skills to beat this guy. Training for this fight coming up in Wichita, is there anything new you have incorporated or is it business as usual? 
uh, business as usual. It's just that I actually got more notice on this one to actually put in a training camp. You know, a lot of the fights I've had in the UFC have been on very short notice or, you know, um, I was, you know, there's injuries and sicknesses and stuff that come up and, you know, you just got to try to fight through it. Um, you know, this is the, this is one where I, I got time to prep, um, feeling pretty healthy and feeling good and stuff. So, uh, I'm just excited to get in there and, and go in there with a full training camp. Uh, we've got great teammates, great coaching staff at our gym, uh, you know, doing my speed of sport, uh, strength and conditioning training with Nick Villegas and, yeah, I feel like everything's uh, clicking right now. So get a, a full six weeks in here instead of like two and a half weeks and uh, don't have to worry about some crash diet or anything like that and go in there and uh, get the job done. Yeah, you have taken a, a few short notice fights and you just mentioned the crash dieting. Now you get to kind of cut the weight in, you know, from throughout a long period of time. What exact changes to your body do you feel? Uh, just more energy for my workouts. You know, sometimes when you're crash dieting and you're trying to get ready for a fight and you're trying to get really good shape, um, it's hard to do both. One takes away from the other. So, um, going into say a workout where you're going to hit a very high intensity level and you have very limited amount of food in your system, maybe just the amount of carbohydrates to barely get you through that workout it's you know it's going to be tough to push through at the end of that workout and you know and, and push yourself you know get to that next limitation um so now with the with the gradual dieting down you're just able to get in better workouts this is the last fight on your ufc contract what exactly affected your decision to not re-up immediately uh that was not my decision um, the UFC more now is letting people fight out their contract and then go from there. So, um, yeah, I didn't have the option to renew yet. Uh, the fight came in and usually at that point, you know, when a fight comes in, if it is time that they want to offer you a new contract, that's when that new contract would come in is when the bout agreement came in and it didn't come in on this one. So just the bout agreement came in. So, uh, it's a good and a bad thing, you know, um, it's based on this performance quite a bit um, and, and where, where they want to go with me and maybe what pay they want to give me, you know. So um, I got to make sure I go in there and perform well. When you see a former opponent like Sage Northcutt move over to one championship, what do you believe that means for the landscape of MMA right now? Um, you know, maybe that just the UFC isn't such a monopoly that people think, um, you know, there's some very large markets out there, uh, all over the world. MMA is becoming a very global sport and there's other organizations out there that pay adequately and, and have a big following. And, um, you know, here in the United States, sometimes we think that the end all be all is the UFC, but, um, you know, other organizations are gaining steam and there's, uh, there's other people out there to fight for. Um, you know, it, it's not that Sage didn't belong in the UFC. It's it's just came down to money, and uh, and you know he made that decision. I think go somewhere else. Um, best of luck to him, and maybe he'll be back in the UFC. Maybe not. We'll see. But uh, you know, I'm happy with the UFC, and uh, this is where I'd like to stay. So I'd like to win this fight here in a big way, and then re-sign with the UFC after this. You're 32 years old. You've been competing for many years now. 
you had some incredible wins, some close fights. What stage do you believe you are at in your career moving forward? I feel like I'm just really reaching my prime. Um, you know, I didn't uh, start training in really any martial arts uh, at all until uh, after my 23rd birthday. And, uh, you know, I got to this level and uh, I think it takes a while for people to get really good at all the different disciplines. There's so many techniques to learn and in all the different, right, the stand-up and grappling and all that. And uh, I feel like I'm hitting a peak as far as uh, physically and then also just I've been around the game long enough to where, you know, I got my style about me and, and knowing all the and different techniques and stuff like that. So I feel like the next couple of years is going to be uh, my chance to reach my full potential. The welterweight division has been very interesting of it. You know, as of late, you got Woodley, he's going to fight Usman. You got Covington going around bashing the UFC. Is there a lesson to be learned from the Colby Covington situation? Oh man, I, I, I don't know, man. I just keep my head down. And I look forward to the next fight, you know. Um, at this point, um, until you get to that point where maybe you can start to, you know, say stuff like that. I don't know. I it's just not me, you know. Kobe's a different kind of guy. Um, he's gonna just say whatever's on his mind. He doesn't have much of a filter, and. Uh, you know, maybe it's created some fans for him, but it's also, I think, made a lot of people not like him so much. And, uh, you know, I'm just trying to be me out there. I'm not trying to be somebody else. And it's just not my style. On March 9th, you get past Alex. What can we see from you for the rest of the year? Uh, I like to stay active uh, as long as I'm healthy and everything's good. You know, like I said, I'm 32. I think uh, I'm reaching my peak. Everything's coming together at the right time. Um, you know, a lot of people get in this game late, and then by the time they really start to get good at everything, they're 38, and then they're losing their speed and and uh, agility and their reactions, you know, time and everything. I feel like everything's clicking right now. I'm 32. I'm in my physical prime, so I want to keep pushing. Um, I'd like to get at least three fights in this year. Uh, a big win here. I'd like to fight in June in Chicago. It's close to home. Um, and keep the ball rolling. You know, I'd, I want to be in the top 20 by the end of the year. All right. UFC on ESPN Plus 4, Wichita, Kansas. Thank you for your time, Zach, and good luck on your fight, sir. I appreciate it. Good talking to you.